Hey, this is Tom Matthews, and you're listening to the Horror Homeschool Podcast. And remember, fuck you, Jason. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Horror Homeschool. I'm Chris. And I'm Ashley. And what are we here to talk about today, Ashley? Freddy versus Jason. The 11th Friday the 13th film, if you can class this as a Friday the 13th film, but it has Jason in, so I we're mean, doing it in ours. Crystal Lake, so yeah. Yes, yes. It should go in both franchises, I guess. I agree. Um, yeah, so Freddy versus Jason. We're just one away now from wrapping up this whole damn thing. I bet you're <laughs> excited about that. <laughs> it's been a journey. You've had a hell of a ride, haven't you? I have, I have. Lots of ups, lots of downs. <laughs> lots but, of downs. <laughs> more, more downs than ups. <laughs> so this one, it was released in 2003. So a year after Jason X. So they were desperate to get that dollar in after the flop that was Jason X. So they finally got round to uh, getting Freddy on board and putting the two horror behemoths head to head. So the stars aligned and we got Freddy versus Jason. And it was written by Damien Shannon and Mark Swift. Now, this is the first movie that they ever wrote. <laughs> and they returned to write the reboot in 2009, I'm afraid to say. Um, nice. And then after, <laughs> after that, they did nothing until 2017 when they wrote the Baywatch movie with Zac Efron and The Rock. <laughs> no, I have not seen that. Shall and, and I shall not. Yep, same. And that was their short-lived career as writers. So, yeah. However, that's... Zac Efron is extremely gorgeous. Well, he used to be, at least. I love Zac Efron. I have a big guilty pleasure for High School Musical. And Zach oh, it's so great. It's so uh, fantastic. Oh, it's just so great. Maybe we'll do a Patreon one day in High School Music. <laughs> oh, that would be great. And I'll tell you what else I love. I love The Greatest Showman. <gasps> Me too. It's one of my fucking favorites. <laughs> the funniest thing about that is like when we saw the trailer, Abby was like, oh my God, I have to see this. Will you take me to the cinema to see it? And I was like, fuck no, it looks terrible. <laughs> And we never saw it, and she was so mad at me. And then we got it. Jerk. I know that was it <laughs> for Christmas. I got it on DVD because I knew she wanted to see it. And we watched it, and I was just like, "That was amazing! Like, <laughs> I loved it so much." Larry, because that's how similar our story is, kind of too. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So 
Um, I saw previews for it and I was like, eh, whatever, you know, I'm not a huge musical person. So Kevin and I went to uh, Washington State to see his family and uh, they're like, hey, you know, we've already seen this movie two times in the theaters. We're thinking about going to see it a third time. And we're like, okay. And it was like at a like a dollar theater. Um, So we went and like (laughs) there was. I just was like, wow, this is really amazing. And I don't remember what scene it is. Um, I think it's the scene where they all got kicked out of the um, the the Queens like thing. Remember when they were like all sad or whatever? Yeah. And so like the chick with the beard is like getting ready to sing. And I look <laughs> over at Kevin and he's like a little tear. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. And then, and then we got out of the movie theater and like both of us were like, wow, that was fantastic and then (laughs) and then we went to this um electronic store called best buy do you guys have best buys no but i've i've heard of it okay um and we were walking around and somehow i have no idea how he did it but he snuck the 4k version of that and and bought it for me and we got home and i was like what what's this and he was like (laughs) (laughs) so then we watched it like all the time (laughs) that's so cool it's funny hey, because, sorry. like, after we watched it, Abby was, like, not as impressed. Like, she thought it was going to be better. So I ended up, like, liking it way more than she did. <laughs> what could be better? More Zac yeah. Efron? Yeah. <laughs> and I even watched my son perform in a musical that he was in of that. That's and adorable. it was, oh, that was emotional. Trust me. <laughs> but so anyway, now, uh, now our podcast is all about... Um... <laughs> The Greatest Showman, you guys can just go ahead and forget about Freddy vs. Jason. Yeah. yeah, we'll just talk about that instead. Um, yeah, back to this fucking movie. Uh, it is directed by Ronnie Yu, who also did Bride of Chucky and a ton of poorly rated Chinese movies. So, I mean, I quite like Bride of Chucky. It's a lot of fun. I can't wait to do those. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to them. And I can't wait to talk about the TV series, too. We'll do that on the Patreon. because I Oh, really yeah, I need to watch that. I keep forgetting. But I got to watch it, all the other movies first. Yeah, unfortunately, it yeah. carries on directly from the last movie, Cult of Chucky. That's which right. um, it, It's very well done, actually, the TV series. I love it so much. And there's a season two coming. So we'll nice. do those on the Patreon. Um, the synopsis for this movie... Freddy Krueger and Jason Voorhees return to terrorize the teenagers of Elm Street. Only this time, they're out to get each other, too. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have some trivia for us, Ashley? I have quite a bit of trivia, actually. All righty. So, Ken Kersinger? Is that how you pronounce it? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I guess they, they didn't have time for something and he had to go get some dental work done so he ended up going to the dentist dressed up as jason (laughs) he didn't have the hockey mask on either (laughs) that's brilliant and people started freaking out and they were like about to call the cops and everything and they had had to be like no i'm in a movie (laughs) that's so funny that reminds me a little bit of um part two where steve dash got injured and when he was swinging a weapon at their uh, Ginny and oh, that's uh, right, yeah. he, he ended up having to go to hospital uh, for, you know, surgery or whatever on his hand 
and he was in full Jason costume with a machete in his shoulder with blood all down it. That's so, <laughs> so funny. funny. Could you imagine being in like um we call it the ER, the emergency room. Mm-hmm. Um what do you guys call it? We call it A and E. Accident a- and emergency. <laughs> A and E, that's right. I was watching something with A and E. Okay, um, but yeah, anyways, we could be in the emergency room <laughs> and this guy looks like who's dressed as Jason comes in, you're like, uh uh yeah. Uh, <laughs> with a machete in him <laughs> when you think that's the uh, that's the emergency <laughs> yeah I'd be like mm, I think I'm gonna just you should, <laughs> you should go before me definitely <laughs> <laughs> um, okay next so this was the final says it was the final time that Robert England uh, plays Freddie he had dressed up at a little bit of like comic cons and stuff like that Oh yeah, he does that still to this day. He's yeah, yeah. So, but but as far as like playing Freddy, that was yeah. his last time. Yeah, actually, that's crazy. I never thought of that. So, wow, that's sad. Yeah, uh, there's actual there's talk of uh, Blumhouse buying uh, the franchise and maybe getting yeah, him back yeah. to play him. Um, yeah, I don't I know how that. I feel about that. Uh, he's I, probably really old. He's really old, but he's still got it because like. He still is in character, like at cons. Like he's still. I've got no doubt that he could still pull it off. I just, I'm not sure about Blumhouse being the right choice. Cause, oh yeah. Mm. Um. So the chick from Ginger Snaps, who Catherine Isabel. Yeah, Catherine Isabel. She was annoying, but anyways. So like her and the director, um, they got in an argument because she has a strict no nudity clause and he agreed to it, but then later on tried to take it back. So he was a creep. Yeah, another classic case of a horror mm-hmm. director being a creep. I um, don't understand it. It's Yeah, it sucks. Um, and they actually ended up getting a body double for the shower mm-hmm. scene. That's not her. Yep. And you can yes. kind of notice because, yeah, she's a bit more well endowed than Catherine Isabel was, I think. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, Ken Kersinger was the tallest actor to play Jason at 6'5". So yeah. he was a giant. <laughs> he was. It was a classic case of, like, Goliath in this movie, wasn't it? Yeah, David and Goliath. Yeah. Yeah, that was, like, kind of part of the point. Because mm. I was reading, like, a lot of the, like, other storylines that they were going to use, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, they were going to use one where... Um, I guess Jason was Freddie's son somehow because he had like, had That's sex awful. with Mrs. Voorhees. It oh, was no. I was just like, golly, man. That's an awful, awful idea. But yeah, um, Kane Hodder is a lot shorter, uh, mm-hmm. so I guess that wouldn't have it wouldn't have worked as well. He's still yeah, like they... really salty about not being asked back, you know? Like he, yeah, I, I yeah, I saw that because like they just wanted somebody like bigger. Mm. Like just broader and just taller. Um, yeah. So the area that they filmed the Camp Crystal Lake uh, was also used in X Two X Men United. Oh, huh. I'm gonna have to I look out for that next time I watch it. I know. It. I gotta. I don't remember it. So a lot of the uh, the. So I know like Catherine Isabel and the other chick I think that played Laurie hated the fact that they were in that movie and like dogged it all the time yeah but i read that too like they they would trash talk it <laughs> yeah and then, but was, kelly yeah. Rowland was like nah like it was 
it was a good or like it you know made money and i'm not ashamed of it she said like it said like a lot of newscasters and stuff like that try to like bully her about being in the movie and she would always stood her ground i mean that's kind of cool the only thing i will say about kelly Rowland in that movie like she says something in it that obviously she didn't yeah. write, so she shouldn't be held accountable for that, but that hasn't aged well. No. Calls, calls Freddie the F word. Yeah. Yeah. I was, it was really funny because I was literally like just reading, I was reading and watching at the same time. And, um, yeah, because like that part came up on the trivia. And then like I saw it after that and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's, it's, it's annoying because it actually would have been a really good like scene if it wasn't for that slur because she really gives it to him you know it's quite funny they should go in and like do a bad dub like they did on like um (laughs) tv movies where it's like a totally different voice and like the worst (laughs) the worst cover-up for a curse word (laughs) (laughs) let me see what else i have um oh this one is cool so Kersinger caught fire in the, I think, in that scene where they blow up the, the camp. Um, it's actually the rave scene. Where Is it the rave scene? On fire. Man, yeah. you know all this stuff. Why didn't you do the trivia? <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to hear you talk a bit more for a change. <laughs> I guess. That's Wait, what the listeners okay, so... want. That's what everyone always tells me. Anyway, they they say they want to hear you, more of you, less of me. <laughs> oh, dang. Is it because of my great Texas accent? Maybe. I don't know. I don't maybe you're just like the favorite. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Anyways, he caught fire and like remained calm because obviously, you know, he played Jason, so he's weird. Oh, hold on. You mean this happened and it didn't mean to happen? Yeah, like he li- like oh. he wasn't supposed to catch fire, but he did, oh, and they were freaking right. out trying to put him out, and then like he just remained calm. Oh, I see. So that must have been the the camp scene when he's in the cabin, um, because there was fire there. But mm-hmm. I don't think he was meant to be on fire. But he was yeah. on fire during the rave scene, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I'll go to. I'll talk about that scene too. But um, so they wanted to do a sequel, but they ended up doing comic books, and they added in um, Ash from Evil Dead, which I would love to read. Yeah, I saw them books floating around, but I didn't know what they were about. So it's a sequel to this movie. Yeah, there's like, I think there's two of them, like two comics. Mm. Yeah, I'll have to check <laughs> them out, definitely. It was the highest budget of a Jason film. It was $25 million. Wow. Jeez. I don't I don't see how much it grossed. Did you, do you happen to know? Um, it grossed over $116 million worldwide. So, hmm. yeah, it was pretty fucking successful. Yeah. Um, I don't think it would have been successful if Rob Zombie uh, directed it because he was asked to, but he was working on <laughs> A House of a Thousand Corpse. Oh, thank, thank God for that. God. <laughs> <laughs> it, I've got such a weird relationship with Rob Zombie because when I was younger, like, I used to really like his stuff. Not so much his music, but especially the Halloween movies and stuff like that. But then, like, when I rewatch them now, I'm like, God, I'm a different person now. Like, <laughs> just... I mean, I liked his remake of Halloween. Not, like, a whole lot. But, I mean, I did like it. i never seen any of his other movies, though. I like it for how different it is. 
from the original. Like he he went all out. You know, he didn't give a fuck. Yeah. He did his own thing with it, which is admirable. But it's his style that I can't fuck with now. Like the whole, so obnoxious, isn't it? Like his style. Like all the characters are just fucking assholes, aren't they? Yeah. They're just yeah, <laughs> they're just not nice people. So I find I have a hard time with that. Um, the characters that he creates are not very likable at all. Um, but yeah, back to this. Um, Peter Jackson was also asked to direct it. So that would have been really weird too. Mm, yeah. Because he no, has more of a like, uh, he's it's, made it's, mostly like action-ish films, right? Yeah, and like fantasy as well. I mean, I count, you know, fantasy and stuff as action, but... Mm. Um, they use 300 gallons of... F- fake blood yeah there's a lot of blood in this movie a lot of blood a lot of blood <laughs> was it corn syrup probably it didn't say <laughs> it was very red so Tommy Jarvis was supposed to be in the movie but he was cut due to the length and guess who was going to play him do you, do you know uh, no it was Jason Bateman Jason Bateman who's that again remind me I recognize the name um, Arrested Development. Oh, the guy that you fancy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was disappointed. <laughs> I was oh. like, oh shoot. <laughs> it would have been so good if, like, the the guy who played him in Part Four came back. I always forget his name. Corey Corey oh, yeah. Feldman. Yeah, that, <laughs> that would have been, been cool. a wild wild movie. <laughs> so the original concept was to have it, um, Jason versus Michael Myers. Ooh. But with them being too similar, they really wanted to have uh, two horror figures that are kind of like on different sides of the spectrum. Yeah, and and one that can at least talk. (laughs) So this is also kind of disappointing, but Christina Ritchie was offered the role of Laurie. Oh. But turned it down because she went to go be in Monster instead. Have you ever seen that movie? Oh, yeah, I have seen that. That's a good movie. It's a rough movie. Um, also, Brittany Murphy was offered the role. <gasps> oh, of my God. I love her. I know. Me, too. She was amazing. Been... I know. Rest Actually, the girl that played her looks a lot like her. Yeah. Like... Yeah. And I That's actually liked her. I mean, I don't know if I recognize her from anything, but I liked her. Yeah, I like her, too. I mean, probably mainly because I fancy her. Like, I think she's really hot. Um, so that helps. But as an actor, like... Not so great, but definitely worked in this film, I think. Yeah. Um, so Jason Ritter, who played the boyfriend that was in the Insane Asylum, I can't remember what his name was. Was it Mark or something? Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, um, he's John Ritter's son, and you, it says John Ritter played in The Bride of Chucky. Is that right? Mm, I don't know. I don't recognize the name. Um, you, Buffy, uh, the uh, robot guy. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, I I guess it says he was in Bride of Chucky, so I thought that was kind of a cool, like, how they were both in, like, um, Yeah, well, um, the director was the same, so I guess that explains it. Must be friends. Oh, yeah, that is. (laughs) So, that kind of um, sums it up. I mean, there's just, like, small stuff. Um, oh, this one's cool. That's my favorite one. Um, Catherine Isabel's outfits, like the hat and her way she wore her hair, was a callback to 
PJ Souls from Carrie. Oh, yeah, yeah. I see that now. That's cool. I I was actually questioning her style, you know, because it is kind of a I bit know, me too. I was like, odd. what the heck? Because it, it doesn't really fit with the character that much. Um, but yeah, that, that I can I can see that. That's pretty cool. What did you think of the fashion in this movie, by the way? Um, not that my awkward favorite. spot in the you know end of the nineties, early two thousands, where it's still I know, that was transitioning. Rough, <laughs> rough fashion time. Because like yeah. I'm watching the OC right now, and it's like two two thousand three, I think. And 2003 to me is still like barely the 2000s. That's still, mm. you know, almost 90s. But that that transition from 99 to like maybe like 2005 was yeah. such an awkward like. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. But yeah, no, the fashion wasn't great. <laughs> so um, uh, securing the number eight spot um, in our. Top 10 hotties of Friday the 13th <laughs> is a double entry for Catherine Isabel and her body double Tammy Morris. So take that as you will. <laughs> so basically, Tammy Morris. Uh, I guess, yeah. Um, um, so we have two spots left on this list, which will be filled with our final movie, the 2009 reboot, next time. Hmm. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> So at least there's some hot people in there. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, so let's get into it then. Initial thoughts with this movie, Ashley. You didn't have a good time with the last two. Um, so I enjoyed this? this one. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, cool. I liked I liked this era of movies. Like this was a time, you know, when Scream was coming out, and um, hmm. what are those other movies like? Uh, crap! What like the faculty, the maybe? faculty, like, yes, and yeah. Urban Legend, Craft, maybe it was Craft yeah. before. I know what you did last summer. You know, like that, yeah. just that era of just. It was almost like the era, the classic modern slasher. Yeah, just phenomenal. So, like, it it gave me that vibe. So, I I I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. I mean, of course, it was terrible, <laughs> like <laughs> terrible <laughs> acting and. Yeah. I kind of enjoyed the storyline, though. Like, it was a little confusing, but I think that might be because I hadn't seen the other Freddies. And I know this one's, like, set after. Honestly, it's, it doesn't matter. It's got nothing to do with. Oh, okay. That little catch-up at the start is all you needed. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, Basically, yeah, no. Like, um... Everyone's forgotten about Freddy, and he just needed to come back somehow. But that was that was it really, but yeah, it it, it was definitely uh, it gave me scream vibes totally. Mm-hmm. What are your initial thoughts? So, well, first of all, I'm I'm glad that you enjoyed this one. That's that's good. It's good to hear. I was worried that you might not, but let's be honest. Like this one seems like a masterpiece compared to the last two. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, for real? Because like those were garbage, garbage dump <laughs> fires. Um, so this movie I have a weird relationship with because like so I saw this like when it came out and I was blown away by it like I loved it I found it scary and brilliant but you have to remember at this point my only experience with horrors and slashers was Jason X 
and I put that on a high pedestal. So when this came out, I was just like, wow, this is this is it. This is horror. This is amazing. Yeah, I'm, um, I can see and, that. And this movie was also my first exposure to Freddy as well. Ooh. Like this was the first like Nightmare on Elm Street film I saw. So there's that. So that was really impressive for me, that character getting introduced. Um, I found all the dream stuff like really fascinating and fun, like mm-hmm. and different and like scary. Like I thought it was really cool. Um, and over the years, I've rewatched this one a lot, and my opinion tends to change on every watch. Like after I didn't see it for a while, I, I remembered it being really, really good, and I watched it again. I was like, "Yo, this is not as good as I remember it." Like it's kind of shit. But then, like, I'd watch it again and be like, actually, it's really good. So, like, it it changes a lot. Like, you have to be in the right mood to watch it, I think. But on a whole, I enjoy it on, like, a nostalgic level. Like, and I think it's a decent enough horror. Like, it's got, you know, good fun kills, campy acting and directing, good cinematography, atmosphere. Like, all the stuff that I like, all the components are there. Um, the characters aren't great, but they're entertaining because they're so bad, kind of like Jason X. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's a, a decent, solid horror. I enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, I feel the same. I really do. Um, Should we go into the story? Yeah, let's let's totally go for it. Cause so it's, it's been... Weird. Yeah, obviously, we're, we're not even going to try and fit this in Friday continuity, because Mm-mm. where would it go? I mean, no I, I guess maybe it could go in after Jason goes to hell, because you get the whole little nod at the end with Freddy's claw coming down. Yeah, so true. maybe, you know, maybe Jason there, what we see in this one, is at that point, you know, dead underground, technically in hell, whatever. And now... <laughs> Freddy has managed to get to him through his his dreams, I guess, his dead dreams. Um, but yeah, it's, so it's been, it says here, it's been nearly 10 years since Freddy Krueger terrorized people in the dreams and town folk want to keep him erased from their memory. Uh, Freddy still has one more plan on getting back to Elm Street. He resurrects Jason Voorhees, sends him off to kill. Bodies fall to the ground and then uh, Freddy gets stronger because of that. But this is until Freddy realizes that Jason isn't going to step aside easily, and he's mm-hmm. going to take him down himself. <laughs> he's like, "No, these are my my kids. I want to I want to kill them." Um, I mean, it's pretty dumb. Uh, you mentioned earlier that you weren't sure on where Freddy was at because you hadn't seen the others. You only seen the original, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, the the continuity in them isn't really a an, an essential part to understanding this because basically it's the same kind of thing with each one like he has to be forgotten about you, you know it's when people remember him is when he comes back you know mm. um so yeah that was that's basically it it's kind of kind of a simple premise but a real dumb weird way that they go through the story <laughs> yeah because like i didn't what i didn't understand was um how he was strong enough to bring back Jason. Yeah. But not strong enough to do anything else. Yeah. We'll just overlook that. <laughs> okay. All right. It's a plot. Cool. It's a plot device that, that needed to happen <laughs> to get Jason back. Got it. Got it. Just like the, uh, 
which one was it when Tommy Jarvis was digging him up from the grave and somehow the, the lightning, lightning bolt. bolt brought him back yeah. to life. Yeah, I get it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so there's that. Um, yeah, I wasn't too hot on the story. Um, that's kind of what what drags it down for me. It's not that strong. I just like seeing what happens on screen, but not necessarily how it happens and the, the, the journey we go on, really. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about the music. What do you think about oh, the music? That's great. I wasn't big on the score, you know. Like, um, who did the score? Let's see. Graham Revel. Um, yeah. He also did Sin City, The Crow, From Dust Till Dawn, The Craft, um, the 2003 Daredevil movie with Ben Affleck, and <laughs> Pineapple Express. That's weirdly. a terrible movie. Um, I've not seen it. Uh, but yeah, a Daredevil I, with Ben I, Affleck? Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't. What I did like about it, though, was obviously the melding of the two of my oh, favorite yeah. scores of all time. You know, Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th scores. Yeah. They're, they're so iconic. You know, you just need a few notes played and it gives you the chills. You know, I love it. So I liked hearing that. But that's about as far as it went. Like, I thought the rest of the score itself that he made up wasn't fitting. It was a bit jarring for me. Um. But you liked it? Yeah, I liked it. I mean, I liked the score. You, I think you're bigger on scores than I am. I'm bigger on, yeah. like, the soundtrack. Oh, well, the soundtrack. I mean, okay, let's talk about the soundtrack. So that was so early 2000s hot topic, you know. <laughs> so great. So fantastic. So you get Typo Negative, yes. Spine Shank, Il Nino, Ugh, uh, Chimera. Um <laughs> And then the amazing When Darkness Falls by the awesome Killswitch Engage. I love that song. Yes, me too. I love Killswitch. I got to see them play once and they were so I did too. (laughs) Uh, It was on, um, I think it was called the Taste of Chaos tour. And the used plays played with them. It was such a great gig. That's so good. Did you see them with Howard? Yeah, I saw him with Howard. I didn't see him with Jesse. So good. I love Howard. Yeah, I did too. But he's in another band now. That sort of sounds like Kill Switch. <laughs> but I don't nice. remember what they're called. But yeah, the the um the soundtrack was was obviously, you know, it's it's good. There's some good yeah. stuff in there. So good. Um, that that era of music was so good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh well let's talk about some highlights then that we liked. So okay. I mean, I really like the intro. You know, the whole oh, Freddy yeah. backstory. Like I thought it was a nice little catch up. Although with all the bits from other movies and it was very Friday the 13th parts one to four, you know, yeah, but like, it wasn't, like just... dragged out though. Like mm. they, those movies did like the actual, like almost the entire yeah. scenes from those movies, but like, yeah, it was just kind of like a, you know, previously on yeah. <laughs> Nightmare, previously on on Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> <laughs> so for someone that's only ever seen the first one, did you appreciate that? Did you think it's pretty good? Uh, yeah so I mean it was it was pretty good catch up like I know like parts and bits of the third one um yeah just what I've seen online you know but yeah it establishes like exactly where we're at with this movie and I think it's nice simple and stupid and I did it you know like basically you know this is this is Freddie's backstory I really like Robert England like playing that part of like 
pre-burnt Freddy. He's mm-hmm. so creepy, isn't he? Like he's I so, know. Oh, he's such a great villain. Like he's amazing. <sighs> I love him so much. Like he just embodies that character, and it's almost it's just... scary how much he embodies it. I know. It's just so creepy. Whenever I watch movies and I see these guys be pedophiles, it's so sometimes so hard for me to like separate that in in my head because yeah. it's just like they yeah. do such a good job and yeah. it's just unbelievably creepy it's almost I like mean, chris is... hansen needs to pop out of somewhere and be like you are we... on how to catch a predator <laughs> there is... i do want to mention though like at this point um and in the original friday movies he's not a pedophile he's just a child killer right oh okay um it's only in the remake where they kind of make him a pedophile, um, oh, because okay. yeah, it's it, it's a, obviously it's a it's a it's a line, it's a thin line, but the, I think they always tried to make sure that he didn't cross that line to kind of keep him a more lovable character. <laughs> Do yeah. you know what I mean? He yeah, just kills no. them. Fine, it, doesn't do anything else with them. <laughs> it is. It's it's a bizarre thing for. For us to be okay, like we we don't want children to be molested, <laughs> but we're okay with them. Be- I, I it's weird, but like when when I do see pedophiles on on shows and TV or um, movies, like I'm just like, it's it's hard for me to separate that because I'm just like, oh my god, that's mm. so creepy. Yeah, yeah, but R- Robert England's so fucking good at being a, a horrible, but but lovable character at the same time because obviously the, this whole movie is like. I mean, he carries it, in my opinion. I'm, oh, I'm going to yeah. put it out there right For now that sure. he's my—he's my favorite character in this film. Um, Freddy, I, I do love me some Freddy. I just love how he makes all the quips and he's just always running his mouth, and he's just so entertaining to watch. Obviously, down to Robert England's performance, you know, yeah. he nails it every time. He just fucking nails it. So I loved—I love the intro. I love that. Um, and like I say, this was the first time I saw. Uh, Freddy Krueger so this is my origin really for Freddy and for Jason to a degree because we obviously get that flashback scene of Mm -hmm. kid Jason actually drowning and being bullied Mm -hmm. at the camp and so it's almost like a weird mandala effect where like these are the early films of these two characters that I saw and I've created that in my head is that is their origin you know Mm -hmm. Which I guess it is, it you know, because technically I suppose this is meant to be canon. But yeah, this is always always what I I remembered back to as like these characters' origins. Um, what else do I like? Um, oh, the the boobies at the start that we got a naked chick straight away. The very nice. Pair, <laughs> I know. Pair I was tits. like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> it was like straight away classic chase scene. Like I loved it. Um, yeah. Like I said, the cinematography is really good too. Like I love all the moody atmosphere and the colours in this one. Like there's a mm-hmm. lot of like deep blue that's very in keeping with the original Nightmare on Elm Street. Like there's just really nice colours in it, and there's like so much rain and lightning in this as well. Like flashing, <laughs> it's just so over the top. I love it. What did you think about Pam returning then? Freddie pret- pretending to be Pam. Um, I thought that was cool. You know, I did read that, like, she didn't want to come, like, the original actress didn't want to come back because it was such a small role. But, yeah, no, I thought that was clever. That's so, he's clever. He just can, like, reach in and, and touch the exact 
softest traumatic spot in your soul <laughs> yeah he's so conniving and evil that's why i love freddy so much oh my god what do you think about like like the, the actor that played pam did you like her or... i mean she was fine like she's just an yeah. old lady she's <laughs> <laughs> an old lady yeah so so this is basically jason takes elm street and yeah at least at the, the first part of the movie anyway and is... it's very very scream like good directing good editing i love the titles in this as well like you know with the blood splatter like the titles are just so cool mm-hmm. where it just comes on screen yeah um, that was neat and so we we see like teens in the house having a party or whatever and uh, we're introduced to our little set of characters um, and then the asshole fucking um Catherine Isabel like I was just the worst like he was <laughs> like, such a douche I was like this guy oh I don't I don't like to touch after I don't like I was like get out of here man <laughs> and she just like lets him treat her like that oh it's terrible isn't it but then he gets his just dessert straight away oh. Um, you, in a you would have never treated tale. Catherine Isabel like that, would you? Oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> she could do what she wanted. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, he has a fantastic kill. Oh, my painful. Fa- my my, my favourite kill in the film. Um, he gets shanked multiple times by Jason's machete and then folded in half backwards oh, in the bed. And it's just so great. And then the lightning just sort of flashes. And it, oh, it's such a great scene. Really good. Um, <laughs> and she just comes in and just screams and and then runs out of the house. Um, is it, uh, does she go to a police station? or who does she, she just goes, well, yeah, there's just a police car outside. And conveniently. <laughs> happen to stumble upon him. And... <laughs> um, and then the main chick, so Laurie, our final girl, she's at the police station and then she uh, remembers Freddy because he's like this urban legend sort of thing and because everyone's like, oh, maybe Freddy did it, obviously because it's Elm Street. Um, and then you get a really great dream sequence, like really creepy mm-hmm. with um, the kid with the sliced up eyes, like classic case of fuck those kids. <laughs> Pump them right right into the ocean <laughs> and just, I, I love that trope though where it's just like you know there's someone like facing the other way and then they slowly turn around and you know they're gonna it's have a scary nightmare <laughs> every day when, or every night when i'm sleeping i'm afraid kevin's gonna turn over and freaking have a different face gonna wake Ugh. up with the face from the ring oh no <laughs> the girl in the closet <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I, I really like that scene. Like, it, this movie starts off really strong, in my opinion. Like, up to this point, I'm like, yeah, it's fucking, it's a 10 out of 10. It's great. I just like how it just, like, starts. It just, like, takes off. You know, you yeah. don't have to wait. There's no, yeah. like... It's paced really well. Yeah. Mm. Unfortunately, it starts to sag in the middle and gets a little bit boring. Um, And we get some terrible acting from that dude from the party next, where he's, like... um. He's like mourning the loss of his friend and then his his dad comes over to him and he goes, my best friend was just killed, dad. <laughs> oh, like, Chris, wow. you, missed your, you missed your calling. You should be an actor. <laughs> I had to face away from the mic to shout killed then. 
Um, but it's just the way that he acts. It's just it's terrible and great uh, at the same time. Yeah. Uh, and then he starts like talking to himself. Uh, like I'm gonna I'm gonna take him out myself. I know. Um, it's like you're a teen. Well, you know, <laughs> technically in the movie you're a teenager. I'm like you're a teenager. What are you gonna do? Like nothing. <laughs> There's this a guy lot just of um... killed him in half. There's a lot of people talking to themselves in this movie. I noticed, like, mainly to give exposition for the plot because it's so poorly written. You know, like, yeah. Um, even Freddie does it in this dream sequence he has. Hey, I talk to myself all the time, buddy. Like, it's not that weird. <laughs> it's weird in a film, though. People don't usually do that in films. They do it in comic books, but <laughs> not in films. So yeah, he has this dream about a goat for some reason. I didn't get the goat. I, I, I don't understand that. Um, and then obviously Freddy tries to uh, kill him with his big shadow. And he's like, no, I'm too weak. I have to kill more people through Jason to come back. Um, and then we get seen with Kelly Rowland in the, uh, the the plastic surgery place where she like, wants to get a nose job or something. Yeah. Um, and she's like looking through the, the brochure, like the magazine, <laughs> and then it starts to get all like gross and like loads of gory stuff i always have to look away at that part i'm such a baby i'm like oh i don't want to see it um, and then it's pretty funny isn't it because she i don't know i guess she falls asleep and then freddie takes her nose off with his razor fingers and <laughs> that was pretty cool but you know i like that scene it's pretty funny um and then next we get Catherine isabel's dream sequence in the boiler room which is really cool i liked that and mm-hmm. um, we get that classic horror technique that we were discussing uh, a long time ago. I can't remember what episode we were talking about it in, but where the uh, the hallway kind of like grows smaller behind her and you get that. Oh, it was, was it, I think we were talking about Jaws. There's a shot in Jaws that's the same where it's like a close up on a character and the, the background sort of shrinks away. Like it's a pretty cool. Yeah, I really, technique. I liked that. Um, so that obviously we're at the... Um, the rave in the cornfield when this happens. I think this was my favorite scene. Really? Because this is, I thought this is one of the weakest in the film. I loved it, especially because, okay. So he stumbles upon those two potheads, right? Mm-hmm. And they're just stupid and goofy. And he kills the first one. And then the second one, it was just like so good, like on his part. I mean, good for him because like he threw the Everclear on him and then set him on fire, which. <laughs> In, you know, real life, that guy would have died. But since he's Jason, he didn't. Um, but I really enjoyed this scene because Jason just looks so cool on fire. Just so cool. Yeah. Okay, I'll give you that. It was and r- And he's really walking through aesthetic. the field <laughs> and his machete's on fire. Yeah, and then he throws that machete. And then he throws it into <laughs> that kid and it's still on fire. That is my favorite kill. And that was an awesome scene. Okay, I'll give you that. That was pretty cool to witness. Um. Before that, though, obviously with the Catherine Isabel thing, um, she gets, uh, well, taken advantage of by this douchebag. Really awkward, horrible scene. Uh, mm. And then Jason, again, steps in and almost kind of bees a hero because he sort of prevents the rape from happening, but also kills mm-hmm. her at the same time. So <laughs> I don't know. I mean, at least he stopped it from happening. So yeah, there is that. <laughs> so after that, obviously, there's a, massacre at the the rave which by the way was very very 90s lots of 90s fashion going on there and pretty cool i love that scene that part too because it was like jason's literal dream he was like this is an (laughs) all-you-can-eat buffet (laughs) 
all these teenagers, I can just go through them, and it's awesome. It was like the time of his life, man. <laughs> and then um, our, our characters that we're following, they get away, and they're in the van. And I just like that line from the stoner guy where he's like, dude, that goalie was pissed about something. <laughs> I know. I love that. I had that actually written down. because <laughs> I, was... I wanted to go back and say, because like, okay, so the, the guy that plays her boyfriend in the uh, mental um, institution and the creepy kid, he's not creepy, but the weird kid that likes yeah. her. They're both in a show called Joan of Arcadia that was out around-ish that time. Right. And it was about this chick who had a one-on-one relationship with God, but he would, like, come in different, like, bodies, like, kids or women or whatever. And he would, like, tell her that she would have to do something or something, and she would go and do it. I don't know. It was really good, though. I liked <laughs> it. sounds it. terrible. <laughs> and then at the end, I'm just going to spoil it for everybody because it wasn't a very long, like, lived show. It was because she had Lyme disease. She had, like, a tick or something. Like, she had Lyme disease, and she was hallucinating the whole oh time. So, spoiler alert. Terrible. <laughs> so bad. Speaking of terrible, let's talk about some lowlights, then. Stuff we didn't like in this. Um, I'll go first. The CGI. I mean, poof. Mm, yeah. That was awful. rough. Rough CGI. <laughs> um. I didn't, didn't like, like the, the douchebag boyfriend. <laughs> no, no. I didn't like the mental hospital stuff at all. Like, I hated all of that. Oh, that's what I was going to talk about, too. Is what, why, what's the trope with that? Like, why is that mm. a thing where the orderlies or the doctors or whatever, they treat these people so poorly whenever it's, like, literal illness? You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Again, it's, we were coming out of an age where it was a really like frowned upon stigma and a, a trope in in yes. movies. You know, very you know, one full of the cuckoo's nest, and that's it. That stuck. You know, it was a, that was a thing, wasn't know, it? And it's it's a it's a bummer because it makes it, it still instills that idea that that like you said, like it's a stigma that people with mental illnesses. I don't know. It's like they almost say that we're just doing it for attention or whatever mm. you know what i mean like i don't know they just you know what's you, you know what's a movie that <clears throat> really handled that well and was a fantastic movie around that theme shutter island oh that's a great movie great movie yeah i mean one of the best plot twists of all time oh for sure it is just incredible we should do that um, movie yeah <laughs> it's, got, it's actually got some scary bits in it yeah, but it, it, um, that that scene did bother me because it's just like these people aren't doing it on purpose. Like you, you wouldn't treat somebody with like a chronic illness that way, you know? Like, yeah, exactly. I'm, I won't go into it, but you know what I mean. Like, it's just yeah. it just sucks, and and it's still like a thing today, you know? Yeah, um, we're not quite there yet. We're not past. Yeah, it yet. particular <laughs> people in my life that really are just kind of against all that stuff thinking that you know it's your your environment believe in that (laughs) it's weird like they say you know it's your environment it's the people you hang out with it's what you watch that causes (laughs) certain stuff yeah no anyways yeah right (laughs) that's a whole different conversation that is that's a whole different podcast um 
Yeah, I didn't like the storyline where they had to give these teens these pills to stop them from dreaming, like, because they didn't want Freddy to come back. I thought that was so fucking weak. Like, I hated it. I just, I hated all the stuff that we had to go through, you know, to, to get to get that story through, if that makes sense. You know, yeah, you know like what I'm trying to say? the mooning. We didn't have to go through that. Yeah, <laughs> just everything. Like, even the stuff where, like, the stoner ended up like getting possessed by Freddy. Like, yeah, that was weird. He went in that room and like all the, the kids were in like comas because of it. I, I don't know. Just I hated it, all that. Yeah, it was kind of all over the place. It was trying yeah, too hard yeah. to combine too many things. Yeah, definitely. Um, I also actually really didn't like Jason being used as Freddy's puppet. Like, it just didn't feel right. You know. Yeah. Although he was pretending to be Pam, I get that. Like that's yeah. the reason why Jason was doing it. I just, I didn't like that. I didn't like the scene where where Jason's a little kid and he's like beating Ugh. him up because I was like that. Yeah. Really puts a human spin on Jason. Yeah, you hate it when they try to humanize him. And then you? you feel so sad for this little kid. Yeah. And I just was like, no, and and it made. It made Jason seem a lot weaker than he really was. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. That's one of my main gripes about yeah. it. Like it, it decharacterizes him completely. It, it misses the mark. That's not the character of Jason at all. You know, he's almost a force of nature, supernatural, and doing that to the character of Jason Voorhees is almost blasphemous, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I understand why they had to do it for the service of this plot. And the whole premise of this movie was to pit them against each other. But, yeah, I don't like that part about it at all. I hated the part where it was like, oh, Jason's afraid of water. It's like, no, he's not. Like, he's literally lived in the lake for, like, the past, like, nine movies. <laughs> like, what the fuck yeah. are you talking about? <laughs> like, he's not as scared of water at all. Um, and then where they're like, oh, they're trying to, like, hatch a plan. And they're like, what can we do? Oh, Freddy died by fire. Jason died by water. And then it's just like, well, it's so weak. What, what can <laughs> we do with that? Okay. <laughs> and then well, at the one if, point, what if like, Freddy brought back Jason? So he, I was like, how did you figure that out so quickly? <laughs> that is not a like a logical thing to come to very quickly. Okay, I was like, That's quick. Yeah. And then at one point, they're like offering a virgin sacrifice. And it's like, what? Like, what? What is this about? Why? Yeah, <laughs> no it was. Sense. It was all over the place. Um, another scene that I really didn't like, um, mainly because it made me queasy, I guess. And that's the uh, the dude's brother in the bathtub. Like, oh yeah. Oh, was the... that okay? So I think that guy was Scud Farkas. Oh, you never seen that movie in a have Christmas you? story. Have you seen that movie? Oh, dude, it's one of my favorite Christmas okay, films. Okay, I'm sorry. Of all time. Somebody else I've talked to recently and didn't see that movie. But yeah, Scud Farkas. He has yellow eyes. <laughs> oh, he, poor guy. Yeah, He'll that's never secret. not be Scud Farkas because he was on the it, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia uh, episode, too. Oh, nice. Yeah, he's, he's that kid in Christmas Story. Yeah. Brilliant. But yeah, no, that it's... scene was pretty horrifying, oh, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I guess it did its job. It was meant to be gross out you know kind of scene isn't it um but yeah i don't like anything like that where it's like wrist slitting and like bleeding out and stuff oh yeah i hate that shit so 
for that reason. I didn't like that scene. Um, what else didn't I like? Um, oh, that stoner scene with the, the Freddy caterpillar with the bong. Like, oh my God, that was terrible. Oh yeah, that was gross. I was like, man, if I was high and I saw that, I would be freaking out. I would not be all like, oh, cool, whatever, man. <laughs> but like, what What was the point in that? It almost looked like one of those little things from Jason Goes to Hell. It was just oh, I know. gross. like, And it oh, looked terrible. Yeah, that was just disgusting. Um, my next thing that I had on my, not, the, the, my list that I didn't like was um, the scene wherever she's at Chris, Camp Crystal Lake. And she's like, why aren't you guys saving him? And the, the guy's like, I'm a little busy right now. And then it's a dead chick. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know what, though? That flashback, that Camp Crystal Lake flashback was so good. I love it. Like, I mean, it's a great flashback, but that scene, I was just like, Ugh. yeah, yeah. Well, the line actually is she goes, you mean you're not coming? And he goes, it's not my fault. This bitch is dead on her feet. <laughs> right <laughs> but again this is the kind of humor that you get with freddy and the, the nightmare on elm street movies like yeah it has that same like so, exorcist so extreme and he's so great at delivering these vulgar lines you know because these lines are terribly vulgar and and horrible like but at the same time you you love him still it's just like how do you do it robert like you're so good <laughs> great scene but yeah it's actually quite comical isn't it you know the way that like they're literally having sex like two meters away from these children <laughs> gross um, camp just seems like a wild free-for-all no man's land yeah. type of deal it was different back then <laughs> it really was um so favorite scene for me was the epic fight scene between Freddy and Jason in the cabin at Camp Crystal Lake. Oh, such like, a good scene. Oh, it's just, you know, when he's, like, assaulting Laurie, and then, he you know, they bring him into this real world. And just that moment where, like, Freddy, like, looks around, and he realizes that he's in the real world. And then the pure fear on his face when he sees Jason standing mm. there, just brilliant mm. acting from Robert Englund, like... And Jason is so pissed. He just picks him up and just rams him through all them windows. Just like that whole thing was just super cool. Fucks him up. And then the fire starts going. It's like so fucking cool. I love that scene. Yeah, the end scene probably was my favorite where it was like um, they're both in the water. And then you hear the big footsteps and you think it's Jason. And then it's Freddy with the machete. Freddy with the machete. And then... um. <laughs> <laughs> um and then you see jason with his claw hand and just, yeah oh that whole just everything about that all was so good yeah it's pretty fucking sick um and i actually really like laurie as a final girl yeah i do too i have that written down yeah she's a really good scream queen so yeah i, I definitely i like her she's a favorite character in this too Again, yeah, because she's. Really I liked. Hot. I like the boyfriend too. I thought. I just like that actor because he's John Ritter's son, I guess, and he was on Joan of Arcadia. Terrible. Again, we get our final couple though, but yeah, it works. I like. I like that dynamic at the end. It's pretty cool. I do too. Yeah, I feel like the movie was good, and um, I have my there was, ranking. <laughs> there was actually an original ending that was different. Um, 
Yeah, and I think I read that. It like ends at Camp Crystal Lake, and then it flashes forward to a few months later, and Laurie and her boyfriend are like getting it on in bed, mm. and then he turns into Freddy. Um, and I quite liked that ending. I thought it was good. That would have been kind of cool. Yeah, because it does end very abruptly, and usually you get a bit of time with the characters after, you know, to mm-hmm. sort of like wrap things up. And I would have liked to have got that like classic tropey ending where it's like, oh, it's not quite over yet, you know, like. I mean, it was. I guess it was cool with Freddie giving the wink, the severed head, but mm-hmm. it was it was a bit corny at the same time. I think I, I liked would, it. I would have preferred the original. I ending. preferred the other one, but that one was okay. Apparently, they did test screenings, and everyone said they didn't like it, so they cut it and did the other one instead. Um, I've got something to ask you before we wrap it up. Um, who do you think would win in a fight, Freddie or Jason? I mean, I know we've just watched a film about it, but logically, <sighs> who would you pick? Jason just because he doesn't hold back like he's just so brutal and I don't know like he just so much stronger you know than I feel like he's stronger than than Freddie yeah Freddie can change into other things and whatever but I mean I'm gonna I'm not gonna be saying this to be a a contrarian is that the right word (laughs) yeah I guess um I would say Freddy. Like, I know it depends on the playing field as well. Like in in Freddy's world, he wins straight out. You know, because yeah, movie, okay, yeah, I see that. He beats the shit out of Jason, and that scene is just so ridiculous. That pinball scene is so cringe and so awful. Like, I hate. It. I liked it. I hated seeing Jason <laughs> being thrown around like that. <laughs> just making a joke out my boy. I didn't like it. Um, but like. So, but in the real world, like obviously Jason wipes the floor with him with like strength, you know. But mm-hmm. Freddie is smart, like, and if you watch this like closely towards the end, there, the only way that Jason actually gets the upper hand is because Laurie sets fires the jetty, and like distracts Freddie. Like Freddie was like handing him his ass like towards the end there. So yeah. I don't know. Like I, I'd go Freddie. But there we go. I'll put up a poll on uh, our Instagram so people can vote. It'd be interesting to see the results. Nice. Um, but yeah, overall thoughts then, Ashley? I like it. Would you like to hear my ranking? I think I did it right. Yay. Let's hear it. All right. I got one, three, eight, four, six. 11, 5, 9, and 10. Okay. All right. That's cool. I don't like that you've got Jason X as the last one, though, at all. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like that. Would would you like me to switch 10 to (laughs) 9? No, that's fine. You stick with your opinion. I respect (laughs) it. I respect it. Yeah, overall thoughts for me. It's a very serviceable horror movie. You know, I recommend it to anyone interested in getting into the genre. I think it's a yeah. good starter movie. You know, it worked for me as a gateway movie. You know, it's a great introduction for both of the characters if you haven't seen any other of their movies. Um, it's a good, like, my first slasher. Um, and as far as my ranking in the Friday the 13th franchise, though, it goes to the bottom end of my list. Even though I do like it, I like about 90% of these movies. There's got to be some near the bottom. So this goes in ninth place just below the new blood but above part four 
Um, so my ranking is six, one, two, three, five, eight, X, seven, Freddy versus Jason, four, and then Hell. Nice. Hell's definitely. Hell is at the bottom. Uh, so shout out then let's talk about our wonderful patreon supporters so thank you ever so much field mouse john ryan nicole peter and vincent we love you all so much thank you for your continued support you rule and you can also support the show over at patreon patreon.com slash horror homeschool the link is in the show notes so go over there, chuck us a dollar. That's all you need to do. And you will get access to all of our bonus content. We've got five Friday 13th fan film reviews on there. Uh, we've got our, our spin-off podcast, Scary Stories to Tell on the Pod, which is us talking with special guests about their paranormal experiences. <clears throat> We're going to have our Stranger Things Season 4 review Ooh. coming up this Saturday, the day after Volume 2 comes out. Ooh. We're going to dedicate our entire day for, for doing all that so it's hot and fresh hot and fresh content for our patrons oh my god it's gonna be intense I, i've already <laughs> blocked that whole day like got nothing going on <laughs> yeah so we're excited to do that um so yeah go and support us uh, we'd really appreciate it and i'm sure we'll enjoy our extra content uh oh we've also got midnight mass coming up on there <laughs> that was a good one um go to horrorhomeschool.com for links to everything including all of our socials where you can listen to the show and merch so yeah. we have and well we will have when this episode comes out a brand new t-shirt up on our tea public and it is a camp crystal lake parody t-shirt to commemorate our time at camp crystal lake reviewing these friday movies and it's an awesome awesome shirt ashley designed it really impressed with it and you should all go and buy one because they'll yeah, be on it's, offer it's like my first time designing shirts so just you know be gentle <laughs> did a great job and it was Thanks. a cool idea that we collaborated on yeah so go and check out our merch on Public. you'll find the link at horrorhomeschool.com and you can send in your comments and questions feel free to dm us on instagram or facebook email us contact horrorhomeschool at gmail.com for personal social media stuff you can follow me on instagram at chris j wakefield and me at underscore Baberham Lincoln underscore. We will be back soon with another episode. And remember, the only thing to fear is fear itself. <laughs>